Father in heaven, we come to you in the strong name of our Lord Jesus. And we ask that your precious Holy Spirit would minister to us today. Oh, holy God, precious Trinity, we all hunger for more of you. We ask that you would grace us with moments in your presence that would refresh our lives, realign us, satisfy the deepest longing of our heart. Father, there are many listening here that are facing challenges. How I pray that even in the midst of this conversation, they would feel your presence. I would feel your presence. And in that, be refreshed. You, Lord, are good and all that you do is good. We praise and thank you in the strong name of our Lord and Savior Jesus. Amen. Well, I hope you're doing well today. You know, one of the things that I pay particular attention to is when there's a teaching of Scripture that seems to come up over and over and over again. And that somehow in the midst of it being repeated by different voices, it highlights that there is something very special, very important about this particular word that is coming from the word of God. Well, that happened to me as I was reading scripture and I come to 1 Peter and I see a teaching Again. Now, the way it comes in 1 Peter, it simply says, repay evil with blessing. It comes in chapter 3. Repay evil with blessing. And this is coming from Peter. Now, we've heard this from Jesus himself. In the Sermon on the Mount, one of the earliest teachings of the Sermon on the Mount is to Love your enemies. Go the second mile. Even bless people that have persecuted you. The Apostle Paul in chapter 12 of the book of Romans, he even commands, bless people, don't curse them. And then we have Peter here. It's lifting up this exact same principle that when evil comes your way, you take a stance against it by choosing the way of the kingdom the way of light, the way of love. I'm convinced this, this must be a pretty significant principle for the degree to which it comes up over and over again. And I think there's something here about a spiritual power that actually engages when we're facing some level of evil And we choose to act against it with love, with blessing, with generosity. I think there's something about it. It breaks the power of the darkness that might be around us. And it also seems to release light. Now, I know in the past, I've talked about Miroslav Volf's teaching that it takes two acts for evil to win. The evil act against you, your evil response. We've dealt with that. But I think this this principle showing up again here in 
Peter's first epistle. It, it takes this principle to a whole other level. Now, just think about this. When, when people like Jesus, our Lord, and Paul and Peter are talking about acts of evil coming against them, these were great acts of evil, life-threatening, life-altering acts of evil. We're talking about persecution, rejection, threats of taking their lives. This is blatant darkness. And when you think about that, at least when I think about that, what comes to mind is if there was ever a time when someone had the right to push back as evil pushed against them, wouldn't it have been Jesus and Paul and Peter? I mean, here they are out spreading light and love and caring for people, wanting to reconcile them to the Father, and people are rising up to take their very lives. But their teaching doesn't say, when they swing at you, swing back. Their teaching is grounded in a deep spiritual principle that when an act of evil comes against you, it's important, it's essential that you choose to respond out of the power of the kingdom. And in this case, it's not only don't repay evil with evil, but to go ahead and bless these individuals, be generous with these individuals, extend love to these individuals, because somehow that unleashes a spiritual power that I'm not sure we really understand. Now, I've already mentioned that Peter, Jesus, Paul, they face severe attacks of evil against them. Again, life-threatening attacks to the degree that, in fact, their lives were taken at some point. Now, for us, it's, it's not going to be like that so much. It's going to be probably acts of insensitivity, acts of unkindness, acts of disrespect, things that don't seem to be quite that big a deal. And yet I think the principle still holds. I don't know if I mentioned this in a previous podcast, but I was, I was in a store and the person waiting on me was very, very disrespectful. And uh, it was uncomfortable. They didn't threaten my life. They didn't push me. They didn't uh, in any way seek to do harm. They were just simply ugly. Now, the first thing I noticed is it really appealed to ugly in me. And what I wanted to do, thank the Lord, I didn't do. But, <laughs> excuse me. <coughs> I'm sorry for that. I'm still struggling with bronchitis. But in this moment, what it really 
showed me is that there was a deeper work that God wanted to do inside of me. That I needed to consider the person from their point of view. Wonder what it was that they were going through. Could it have been that they were having a difficult time in their marriage? Could it have been that they were facing themselves a great trial in health or finance? In the moment, I didn't seem to really think or care about that. I just was carrying the degree to which I was being offended and disrespected. And yet, that attitude was not in any way reflecting Jesus or combating the potential darkness that was there. I felt, if you will, some level of darkness coming toward me. But it took me a while to to reconsider the whole thing. First, I had to remember something that Greg Boyd said, that if it has flesh and blood, it's not my enemy. You see, this person rose up against me. Everything inside of me wanted to rise up against them. The fact that I didn't maybe is good, but the fact that I still wanted to, well, that's something I had to look at. But I had to look deeper and recognize if it has flesh and blood, it's not my enemy. The real enemy, that's the principalities, the powers, the darkness that is often behind the irritations. Whether it's acts of unkindness or disrespect or lack of restraint or extreme issues like persecution, rejection, and threat. And what I needed to really consider here was that there is power in my ability to respond to that kind of action with principles of light. And that's why scripture, it, it's just very clear at this point. It, it says, look, when, when you're facing some level of darkness, or let's just call it ugliness, disrespect, unkindness, there may be something inside of you that wants to rise up and push back and scream foul. But what scripture says is to go deeper and recognize there are spiritual realities that could be taking place in this moment. And what we want to do is choose the weapons of spirituality that align with Jesus Christ. And in this case, in the teachings of Jesus and Paul, and here with Peter, that alignment means to choose to bless to choose to extend love, to consider things at a deeper level. That, that's why I'm, I'm suggesting to me and to you that this principle that comes up over and over in Scripture about blessing people that are actually acting out against you has a real spiritual base. And that something takes place even deeper than we're aware. And so we want to choose to respond as Jesus calls us to respond. Now, maybe right now, this isn't even relevant to you. 
but maybe it is. It could be that today that you encounter someone that is unkind and disrespectful. And certainly in this day, if you watch the news and the media, you see there's so much lashing out, vitriol, mean-spiritedness. And what we know is that the answer to being mean-spirited is not being mean-spirited. The answer to disrespect is not disrespect. It's to ask the Holy Spirit to help us go deeper and to embrace a spiritual truth that there is power in our words, our actions, and in our prayers to bring more light into the world. Now, I honestly don't know if this is a word you need for today that's relevant to your circumstance, but I felt I needed to talk about it, if nothing else for me, that we are engaged in a great spiritual battle always. As Greg Boyd said, every day we get up, we put our feet on a battlefield and that we have weapons of love and kindness and generosity, the weapon of blessing that we need to engage in a world that seems to be dragging us into deeper and deeper ugliness. So consider this principle. Jesus taught it. Paul taught it. Here we have Peter teaching it. I think it's important. Let's learn the power of blessing, even in those circumstances where blessing may be the very last thing we would rather do. 